Today on Practically Christian Podcast, we talk about mental health. I'm guessing that is a new one. Wow, that's really nice. Good job, Josh. Good job, Josh. I liked it on your SoundCloud. Like he hit the like button is what he means, not just that he looked at it and liked it. <laughs> that's not what I meant. I <laughs> meant what I meant. You know your truth? <laughs> I do know my truth. So? So hello and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. Welcome. We are so glad you are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't stop there. We are almost at 10,000 downloads. Share, share, share. I would love to be able to get there. And I've already told you, if you go on Facebook and leave a comment, I'm up for challenges. Like when we get there. Right. You know, Josh has to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) As long as it doesn't involve like not fishing, I'm good. Or obviously anything that I would be morally against obviously so anyway (laughs) um as a disclaimer or not disclaimer disclaimer, a disclaimer we are going to be talking about some very heavy um issues in this episode uh normally we are extremely family friendly in fact when we record we make sure we do so knowing that our kids are going to listen our kids to the episodes our kids listen to it the next day on the way to school um but Are I am, I am this throwing one? this, I am throwing that out there. Yeah, our kids will listen to it. I mean, but we're going to be talking about. Well, we're pretty open you know, with them. Yeah, and and they're older, so right. like this is you not know. for little little ears. Um, and we are going to be talking about mature issues. So I just wanted to put that out there on the front end. Um, maybe you want to listen to this and then decide. Decide right. You know, could be a good conversation starter. It could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is actually going to be you know a, a somber episode um as we do okay because so I, the warning's been out there right hit stop now because i'm gonna go ahead and get into it now you know because we do need a lot of time to discuss what we're going to be discussing today right um but it's it we're, we're going to be looking at suicide mm. um for those of you that don't know it is um mental health week or it was mental health week uh, last week mm-hmm. and um and it not seriously it just it seems to be every time you look at social media every time you turn on the tv right. we are hearing about these prolific mm-hmm. people um who are and committing suicide right. and you know just to throw some stats out there so so you we can put this into a proper context right Um, suicide is growing extremely quickly here in America, as far Mm. as suicide rates, um, more people commit suicide every year than are killed by homicide. So more people are killing themselves than are being killed by other people. Um, rates have increased 24% Mm. since 1999 
And in 2017, the the CDC reported that there were 47,123 people who committed suicide. Wow. Now, as far as those stats go, Mm -hmm. the article that I pulled this stuff from, and Mm -hmm. and I'll post it up in the show notes, um, made sure that they discussed, they still think there's a lot of underreporting when it comes to suicide. Right. Um, because of the various means that it can be committed. Mm-hmm. Um, so Often like, confused at like, as like an overdose. Yeah, like an accidental mm-hmm. overdose. Um, right. So those rates could actually be a lot higher. Right. And that doesn't even take into account the attempted suicides. Right. Um, the unsuccessfuls. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the, hey, they went all the way through and right. and did it. You know, so why why do we have such a high rate? Why does it seem so suddenly? I mean, just in the past couple of months, you know, there's been four, you know, pastors that, that if you are on social media and you follow those kind of pages, you've seen, um, who have committed suicide. And by all intents and purposes, people would think these are pastors that like haven't all, they have their churches, beautiful wives, gorgeous children, huge congregations. Um, I mean, their finances are good. By all accounts, you would think they were just living the dream. Yeah, if you're looking at it from the outside in, you're like, they got it all together. Right. And and that's one of the hard things to really wrap our minds around when it, when we are dealing with suicide is... There's not, it's not like there's this one reason that people do this. Or this one specific group that it happens to. Right. I mean, this is across all socioeconomic backgrounds, race. Religions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is serious. Like, this is a big deal. It is a big deal. And a lot of it does stem from mental health. Um, And this stigma that, especially here in America. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that we have regarding mental health mm-hmm. and and there's a lot that's tied up in this um if you went back and listened to the episode we did on actually i don't even know it might have been on a blog sadness? no 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 no. it was a blog it was the one of the blogs we that wrote, you wrote okay um that dealed with dealt with uh <laughs> dealt with <laughs> it's all good uh rest and right. and how over worked and worked and and, and and just you know, here in America, it is all about production. Like, that is the name of the game. Well, I read an article. I was reading an article today by Theology Mix, or they had put it up um, about, just briefly going back to the pastors, 70% of pastors struggle with depression. And that might sound like a crazy number, but if you are in ministry or around ministry and you see the behind-the-scene things, I mean, it's it's a heavy heavy thing well i mean and for those of you that aren't in ministry just to give you a glimpse of what your pastor is dealing with mm-hmm. think about it like look at your own life and and you know you're stressed out enough and you know right. you're looking at your life and and going how am i gonna do this yeah as a pastor mm-hmm. i carry the burden of everyone that that God has brought to the church. Right. You know, I sit here and go, it is my 
duty, my job right. to care for, to shepherd. You know, that that's what the word pastor technically right. means. To lead, to guide, to encourage. So everyone's burdens become your burdens at some point. And I mean, at some point, and then I don't think a lot of people think about it. I know I didn't before, um, before you, um, there, there aren't many people there to encourage your pastor. Um, no, it can be very lonely sometimes. And, and that's actually one of the things I was reading that, um, pastors often say how lonely it is, um, never being on the reciprocating end. Right. Because you're supposed to be the person that has it all together. Right. You're supposed to be the one that has all the answers. You're supposed to be the one that is so close to Jesus. Well, the article and... is, it's talking about taking off your mask and the stigma of, right. and not just, I mean, not just with pastors, but with people in general, general, it needs to, people need to be more upfront and open and honest with how they feel and not worry about what somebody else is going to think. Your and, mental health is more important. And, and I'm glad you used the word feel because this does fall into our feelings, mm-hmm. you know, series that we've been dealing with. Right. Um, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I mean, mental health is a huge catch-all term, really. It is, right. Because, I mean, when, when we're talking about mental health, I mean, we're talking about, you know, depression and bipolar and PTSD and, you know, it, schizophrenia and, Autism. like, there, there's, yeah, mm-hmm. there's just this huge spectrum of where you might land on that. It's like a cover-off for for dozens and dozens of things and for so long you were looked down upon Mm -hmm. if you went for help with these things right you know i've actually i mean i've talked to people um i talked to a lot of women and you know i've heard i've heard women say often you know i'm embarrassed to say i feel like this i'm embarrassed that i can't get it all together i'm embarrassed and i'm like no like you shouldn't be embarrassed like you should be reaching out and you should have a community around you that you feel comfortable enough to reach out to. Right. And again, hitting the nail on the head with community. And this is what we talked about last episode Mm -hmm. when we were dealing with sadness. We, as a family of God, Mm -hmm. we need to be in community with one another. Yeah. Um, You know, and and don't in real community. Right. And don't assume because you're in community that no one in your community is going to struggle through anything because if you are doing real community and you're being real and the people around you are being real, you're going to see that brokenness that we all have inside of us and it comes up in different ways. And some people it is sadness and depression. Some people it's anger. Some people it's fear. I mean, so many things that we've already talked about. When you're in real community with people, all that's going to come to the surface. Or it should. It should. And one of the things we have to keep in mind is especially pertaining to suicide. Mm. Um, You know, as a cop, I worked a lot of calls that were death death calls. Was that your first call? Wasn't it your first call? A suicide? No, no. But I mean, I've been to more than I've ever wanted to. Sure. One is Um, too much. And and again, the the common thread I think you would see is hopelessness. Mm Mm-hmm is this is never, ever, ever going to change. This is never going to get better. Right. Um, normally, people who who have committed suicide, um, when you talk to family, when you talk to friends or neighbors, or it, it was like, man, I would have never, never seen this coming. Like, I had no idea. 
you know, he, he, he or she always, you know, seemed to be in a good mood. And, right. and again, it, it's the inability we have to let down our guard and go. See me. Yeah. Just look at me. I'm vulnerable. I'm hurting. I, I don't feel like this is ever going to get better. Um, I mean, and it's re- it's bleeding into our to children, like it's bleeding into school age children and middle school kids, and I mean, they are are committing suicide at a higher rate than ever before. Well, I just read an article a couple of weeks ago about an eight year old. Oh, and, my heart! Oh no! And That's again, awful. you know, he was getting bullied, and and it, you know, that what you would typically think of, right? But again, he's eight. Oh, he's at a eight, baby. I would have never. No, mm-mm. even thought about something like that. I wouldn't even have known what that was. But you and I are both teachers. You know, that's that's what that's our job. And I mean, in all the schools we've been in, I mean, we've seen that the brokenness that I mean, the things teachers see. I think about teachers. I think about police officers. I think about pastors, firemen. Funny, all the things that you've been so <laughs> <laughs> uh, firemen. What 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 we see. Man, if if you could see just a day in our eyes, it would completely crush your heart. Completely. Yeah, because it is easy sometimes to to get in our bubble and right. You know, we live in our bubble and we hang out with people who are like us, mm-hmm. who think like us, who talk like us, who have kids the same age. Right. And it's very hard at that point to go. But what about the others? Right. What about the people that aren't like us? Right. That don't. And be and like again, us. and that's always. The Wait. hard thing when it comes to suicide, because again, I mean, some of these people have been like, uh, the guy from, uh, Lincoln Park, uh, Chester, Chester, I forget his last name. I don't know. Um, I mean, here's a multi-millionaire right. rock star, mm-hmm. one of the, the, the most popular bands of the time. And, right. and again, has this weight on him that he can't carry right. and goes, my only escape is to kill myself i mean and left behind a child and and a wife wife Mm -hmm. and and again we just go like what is going on in their life that is so burdensome so heavy right that that they don't think there's any hope whatsoever i mean and i mean it, it it hurts me so you know to kind of switch gears on it how does the bible deal with suicide and and most people would be like, oh, the Bible doesn't even talk about suicide. It does. In fact, if we go to 1 Samuel 31, we see a story of how Saul kills himself. Mm-hmm. You know, lays down on his sword and, and literally kills himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another example, and, and it wouldn't be explicitly saying suicide, but if we think about it, Suicide is homicide to, that, self. to self. Right. And the Bible in Exodus 20 says, we shall not kill. We shall not murder. So, yes, the Bible would call suicide a sin. But here's where I want to get some really, clarification. Yes, really get some clarification. As far as, because I've heard some so many people. stupidest things. I mean, I've been on calls mm. with, with a family who is going hysterical because their loved one has just killed themselves mm-hmm. and heard people go, well, you know, they committed suicide. Now they're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, that makes me so mad. And I go. How dare you? Where 
do we get this idea from? And I think we get this idea because people believe that we have to ask for forgiveness of our sins. Right. And, and yeah, we should confess our sins to one another. Yes, sure. we should seek forgiveness for our sins. Um, but here's the kicker. It's not in my ability to make a list of every sin I've ever committed and explicitly have to ask Jesus to forgive me because Second Corinthians 5.17 says, the old has passed away, the new right. has come. Right. I am no longer a sinner if I am found in Christ. That's what Romans 8.1 is all about. There is now no condemnation right. for those found in Christ Jesus. So to put that weight on top of somebody who's already going through one of the most tragic things you'll ever deal with in life. Right. Um, I go, just are don't, you kidding me? Just don't say anything. Just, just don't, you know, I go, we're not saved by what we do. We're not kicked out of heaven by what we do. Right. You know, that, that's that, the whole purpose of grace and mercy is getting something we don't deserve to begin with. But I was talking to someone, um, I normally don't even, I mean, I talk to them, but it's not someone I, I normally have conversations with this morning. And we were talking about the importance of um, sound doctrine and theology and how not having that skews everything you look at, including how you look at suicide. And it's funny because I came up with this rebuttal for that comment as I was researching for this episode. <laughs> and like, I'd never even put like two and two together. What was um, but, but again, like then if I ever hear someone use that again, mm -hmm. um, especially trying to use the Bible for a club. Right. Um, Revelation 22 says that if you add anything to this book, all mm -hmm. the plagues will be added to you. Don't add. So you're adding to the book by making up rules that but, the Bible never says. Right. Jesus never laid that out. You have no clue what Jesus is thinking. Right. I mean, the Bible is very clear. The only unforgivable sin is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which is which is saying Jesus is not who he said he was and did not do what he said he did. Right. Or claiming to be him yourself. Right. Which people have done. <laughs> but other than that, Jesus goes, all sin will be forgiven. And if you don't know what to say to somebody who's going through a situation that they just lost someone um, by suicide, just be there. Just just sit there. Mourn sometimes, with those who mourn and weep with those who right, weep. Sometimes we go, I got to say something. What am I going to say? Don't say anything. Just be there. Be a shoulder to cry on. Make a meal. Clean their house. Um, sit on the couch with them. Hold their hand. Just love them. Love, right. Just don't say anything. Right. Because really nothing you're going to say at that moment in time is going to be helpful anyway. I said that to someone recently. I said, I, I know you lost someone. I, I had literally no clue what to say to you via text message or Facebook or Instagram. So I wanted to see you in person and give you a hug because I, I didn't know what to say. So so if we are in Christ and and again, in relation to suicide, that would mean a couple of different things. One, we would have to understand that... Jesus knows exactly what it is to suffer. Right. I mean, to suffer like a man, to suffer like we do. Like so many times we, we write off the fact that, well, Jesus was God and, and he is. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have to understand that he was also all man too. And he endured things like man. 
Well, I mean, he was arrested for no right. reason. He beat. was beat. He was mocked. He was spit on. He was mm-hmm. lashed. He, you know, he had his skin ripped off his flesh. Like right. he was crucified for a sin that he never committed. Mm-hmm. Like he knows what it's like to suffer. He was right. so stressed in the garden the night, you know, before he is arrested mm-hmm. that he is literally sweating blood. Right. Like that's a whole nother level of stress right there. Right. And Jesus knows what it's like to feel alone. Mm -hmm. You know, as he is hanging on the cross, as he is being crucified, he asks, Father, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. Why have you left me? Right. You've forgotten me. You know, and, and here's what we have to keep in mind. Jesus and the Father, although... We're not doing a whole podcast on the Trinity and the doctrine right. of the Trinity right, right now. Since eternity past have been in community with one another. Right. Like, and when we say community, it's a perfect community. Right. Like, that's why Jesus would say, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Mm-hmm. Um, he would say, you know, I do not speak or do of my own accord, but all that the Father has shown me, I say to you. Right. You know, it is not, I text every once in a while to my dad. Right. It is a perfect community. So when God places that sin, that judgment on Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. that is the first time that there's a separation. The history of history. Right. That there is a separation between the Son and the Father. Right. And if we can't understand what that felt like, that he was completely and utterly alone. Alone, right. I mean, all his disciples left him the night before. Right. You know, they Peter denied him. Mm-hmm. His rock. Right. You know, and, and so now he is completely and utterly alone, carrying the weight and the burden mm-hmm. of every single person past present and future sin on top of him right he knows it he feels it he he's been there he he can empathize with you he can sympathize with you he has been where you're at right he hurts for you and and i say this really to remind everyone that god demonstrated his love in this while we were yet sinners christ died for us it's the most beautiful love story ever. And right. when we use that for something other than the gospel, the good news. To beat somebody over the head. We are taking out of context the entire point of the Bible. Right. It is a story of redemption and reconciliation. Restoration, and, right. And, you know, bringing back to life that mm-hmm. which is dead. Right. And, you know, doing it, yes, the, the son being glorified. Mm-hmm. But again, if we look at suicide and we go, the the undertow current of suicide is hopelessness. Right. Because that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. This is my only way out. Right. Then understanding that your savior, that the 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 God who created you, who breathed life into you, mm-hmm. was in your place, sometimes Sometimes that helps, you know, to know there are people out there. There's a God out there who knows exactly how you feel. And there are people he's placed in and around your life that you can lean on and you can depend on and you can go to over and over and over again. You know, and and a lot of people don't know this, but like 
I mean, there have been points in my life mm-hmm. that this is an area I struggled with right. and, and have come dangerously close to on, on a couple of occasions. And just, I know what it feels like to, to sit here and go, this is never going to change. This right. is never going to get better. Um, I know what it's feel, you know, I know what it feels like to walk around with that amount of stress and, and go, I it would can't. be better for me to not even be here. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, yes, it would be better for me to live as Christ, to die as gain. Right. Um, but the devastation that would, the toll that would take on so many people around. Right, right. And, and, and again, if I didn't have a community and I didn't have a support group the way I did and, you know, a loving family and a loving wife and, you know, it, who's to say that it wouldn't have gone the other way? Right. You know, who's to say that I'm not one of these statistics? statistics right. You know, so again, I can't overemphasize <clears throat> how important it is not just to be known, but to also know. Right. And and if you're struggling, um, sometimes it is uh, depression and, and, and it passes. Sometimes it's sadness. Sometimes it's a an absolute chemical imbalance in your brain and you you do need psychiatric help. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's a stigma that's been placed within the church that if you if you i'm sorry suffer or struggle with mental health or you're seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist then there's something wrong with your walk with jesus you don't you don't know jesus and shame on anyone who may in in the church that makes someone feel that way shame on you you should be leading them to the proper help to people who are educated and qualified that god called in that field to help lead and guide them absolutely because like, and, and, you know, even stuff we don't realize, like, you know, when you're stressed and I know a lot of people carry stress with them. Right. Um, think about it, like trying to run your car at a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. all the time, like your, your cortisol levels and, and other hormones in your body, right. like you are, your body is constantly on this fight or flight thing. Right. Um, and that wreaks havoc to your internal organs, to the, the right. chemistry of your hormone wash in your brain. Um, you can actually rewire your brain, yep. you know, and, and it actually will function differently. Right. And you'll view things differently. If you're yeah. on certain medications, they might cause you to um, to be suicidal. I mean, that's why there are warnings on certain drugs. I know. There's, there's a million And I know this is a somber episode, but like, I hate those commercials when they're like, possible side effects include suicide. And I'm like, why would you even? I would rather not sleep. Right. Like, I'd rather have a pain in my back. I'm right. good. But, you know, it, it, it again, if you are suffering, reach out to someone, Please. anyone. If you have no one else in your life, you can email me at josh at sent.church. Right. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or we don't have a Snapchat, but reach out to someone. Right. You know, just go, hey, I need help. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Because one of the biggest lies, especially I'll speak from a man's point of view, Mm -hmm. is going and saying, I can't do this. I'm weak. Right. You very well may be. And and you know what? That's okay. Cause right. You're supposed to fall on to the arms of Jesus. You right. know, fall at his feet. And, and sometimes that's people right next to you lifting you up. You know, you have someone on your right, on your left, lifting up your arms when you cannot, when you just, you just can't. So the takeaway for this, 
um, would be a lot of the same takeaway from our last episode, our mm-hmm. sadness episode. You know, the, the first and biggest one would be that we need to be there for one another. Right. Like you have no idea what is going on in a person's life. Right. Don't and, assume. And, and until you actually do life with them. What does Stephen Covey say? Seek not to be understood, but seek to under, or seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Yes. That applies all over the place. And, but again, it, it's, we have to do that. We mm-hmm. have to be there and really be there. I mean, again, that means picking up the phone when you're like, oh, you know, answering back on that text message, you know, making dinner plans, um, actually being a part of someone's life. Right. Um, an active participant. I tell the kids in class being an active participant in your learning, being, be an active participant in your friendships. Absolutely. You know, and the other thing we need to do is you need to educate yourself. Right. Like I'll put a link into the, the the show description and, you know, just, hey, these are common signs that someone may be, you know, thinking about suicide. There are things that that a lot of people do. Right. You know, yeah, some are just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Most of them are not. Right. Most of them have been thinking about it for a while. Most of them have attempted things. Most of them, like there are common things that do happen. Um, but you need to educate yourself. You need to know what you're looking for. Right. Um, ultimately understand that, that Jesus again is the one that strengthens us. It's not some inner grind. No, I, you'll never be strong enough to do it on your own. No, I, I mean, I display grit in a lot of areas of my life, but there are things that I have to go. I'm not strong enough for this. I can't do this. Right. And be compassionate to the people that are around you. I mean, they might be being a little extra, but you have no idea what's going on inside. You know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you, like, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people hide behind jokes and smiles mm-hmm. and, and, and they're, you, they're, 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 they're a duck hurt. on the pond. Yeah. On the surface, everything looks calm, cool, and collective, but, but underneath, just they're just going. going. Yep. Um, a mile a minute. You know, so, so again, if, if there's something where you're like, hey, you know, I want more information about this or... If there's something you're sitting here going, you know, I don't understand or research, educate yourself. Yep. Lots get of tools around, out there. Get around people that are further along, that do understand more, that will encourage you. Will encourage you. you. Yeah. So this week I challenge you, sit down with someone, anyone. And talk to Someone them. that is not in your family that you do not normally sit down with, right? Have dinner with them, make a phone call, send a text message, you let them know they're loved. Right? You don't know who's on the edge. So until next week, we love you, and we can't wait love to talk guys. again. <laughs>